This is Healing Through Love. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Healing Through Love. My name is Olivia Luna, and I'm just a 32-year-old single woman who has never been in love before. And this podcast is my journey to find a healthy, healing, long-term relationship. Very excited today. I have um, a very good friend of mine, Giselle Foster, on the podcast. Giselle, how you doing? Good to see you. I'm so excited to be here. Yay. Yes, excited to have you. Um, So for those who don't know, Giselle is an actor and digital marketing agency owner. Um, She pushes towards radical honesty and love in all of her relationships. Giselle started documenting her intimate journey on TikTok as a way to find connection um, in the way that she didn't have in her immediate circles. Um, She is starting, uh, started with a coming out video that reached 2 million people. Giselle is uh, now creates community for late in life lesbians as she talks of expressions of love and sex openly, honestly, and with a little bit of humor. Giselle is committed to living authentically with an abundance of love. I have best bio in the world. I absolutely <laughs> just love that. That's amazing. Um, so Giselle, yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, we met in college. Um over 10 years ago now like when did we when did we graduate like yeah 2012 right like oh man so it's been a minute um we we I appreciated like coming up to New York um you know being able to have like those kind of close um friends that you can just sort of lean on to when you're coming to like a whole new 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 city and you know we both went to theater school together so we were kind of like in the same sort of path I feel like for a long time just work-wise um and I I have to just say I truly just admire and am and am inspired by your journey um you know just just in your working life with like starting your own sort of business and like um creating opportunity for other people and doing it in a way that is like truly truly authentic like to you and to who you are um and seeing you blossom as well like over the years i remember in college like we both probably can can tell you know instances of just like how kind of um maybe closed off or like um kind of unaware of like who we were I think at that time I don't know about you but like I I didn't know who the hell I was in college and like (laughs) um trying to figure that out but I I've just been so just blown away by like how beautifully gracefully powerfully you have just really um discovered yourself and, and your story so I commend you for that for sure. Thank you so much. It's been beautiful watching you as well. I think um, when we get to know someone in a vacuum like college and then watching people grow outside of it, it's always so inspirational and and confirming, right, for your own journey too. Totally, totally. Um, so I kind of want to start from the beginning. Um, just tell me a little bit about, you know, your childhood, how you grew up, and particularly how were you taught to love? Mm. Well, I come from a big loving family. Um, We are all physical touch, um, affirmation lovers, right? Um, So uh, abundance of love was always there to the point where it was like, oh, enough affection, guys. No kisses. It's too much. (laughs) Um, I think I have always been a physical love type of person because of that. I think um, what's always been important to me is making sure that I make people feel as loved as as I feel because I've always felt like I've had an abundance of love around me. Mm, I love that. That's so great. Um, I, I think like 
that definitely there's a lot about you that like confirms a lot of those things. I've always felt like you just have like a really big heart and you, you know, you really wanted to like show care and show affection to other people. Um, and I think that that's just beautiful. I love that you like grew up in that kind of environment, which is great. Um, and how would you say, particularly with your caregivers, your parent, like how, how did you feel that you were loved by them? Um, I think, um, on the other end, we did have a lot of affection, a lot of love, but we also had a lot of tough love too. Right. Um, and so being able to stand up for me and, um, show me, how to navigate through hard things, I think has been important. Um, I also grew up with a dad who is very much, you know, a, a hard exterior type of person. So as he was able to be soft and sweet with us, that is not what the world saw, right? And so he showed us love internally, but prepared us for people who weren't able to handle our love. Um, something that I've been unpacking recently is something that I learned from my dad, which is um, he always taught us to always make sure that the other person loved you more right? Because that would make sure that you were safe and, and able to um, not, um, you know, get your heart broken, right? Um, so there definitely was a lot of love, um, but a lot of tough love too. I totally resonate with that for sure. <laughs> um, like I grew up in a, most, most of you guys know, I've talked about this before in other episodes, but I grew up in a military household where, you know, things were kind of changing all of the time, shifting, mm -hmm. and we would have to like move to different kind of environments and really just, um, you know, wanting to be like, considerate and friendly with everybody that we met, but also that like awareness and that voice in the back of your mind of just like, be careful, watch out. You never know like who's not on your side, right? Um, so I understand like totally that like tough love element of, you know, just having that caregiver who's like, you know, I love you and I care about you, but I'm, I, because I love and care about you so much, I'm gonna like really make sure that you know how to protect yourself and you know how to if, put the guard up when you need to set those mm -hmm. boundaries and all of that. So I totally resonate with that. Um, fast forward a little bit to like early dating days, you know, who were you in the relationship? Did you enjoy dating? If so, if not, why, why was that? I always enjoyed dating. I think I've always been a relationship person, someone who is just really eager to watch somebody grow. I think there's probably a God complex element there, uh, but I've always found myself with people who were in need of some sort of transition or in need of some sort of grounding and being able to be that for people has always felt really good. It didn't always turn out well. There were tons of times where I was overextending myself because the person needed me to, and it made me feel good to do so. And then I would turn up on the other end and not be able to say that I, you know, felt good in that space. Oh, wow. Yeah. I could definitely understand over the overextension, right? Like I have a very people pleaser kind of style about me and that then pushes me to like do things that, you know, they're not able to really reciprocate and I'm not able to con like be consistent with because it does start to get like draining after a while. So in yeah, so many ways in money and in love and time. And, you know, I think I've been lucky to never take that personally um, because it's not my fault that you can't love me well. And that doesn't mean that I can't show up for the next person and do that same thing. That's a you problem. 
I love that. That's such a secure attachment kind of mindset. I love that's a you problem. Like I'm gonna keep my my big love going. You know, if you can't yeah. afford it, oh well. Yeah. You know, buy less. Um, <laughs> that's great. And who would you say were like the types of partners either that you used to attract or maybe that you still attract today? I attracted people who saw my light and wanted to take it from me or wanted to suffocate it um, or just wanted to be around it. Right. Because I, you know, you hear people say, I first saw this on social media recently. Um, they're not in love with you. They're in love with themselves and you're helping them see themselves. And that happened to me over and over and over again because I love falling in love with people. And I don't know if this is the actor part of me or what, but I'm like, people are fascinating. I want to learn your life. Let me, you know, let me dig into you. I want the hard questions, the hard conversations. Um, and I want to watch you find yourself. Um, but that doesn't mean that you are loving me in that space you're loving yourself as you're rediscovering that person oh Giselle we are like <laughs> one in the same I swear <laughs> I think it's the actor in you and maybe a little bit the Scorpio in you too we're both Scorpios you know yeah. we like the depth we like to like just get into you know the soul of a person mm -hmm. um and I think yeah but I think that also that connection right back to our, our theater training or actor training right like fall like we couldn't, the best performances came from the people who really fell in love with the character that they're playing, right? Like the, they had a full picture of who it is that they're sort of embodying. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I do something similar when I go into relationships, right? Like I want to know the full picture of this person um, because I just, I just want to be able to love them fully from where they are. And, and like you said, like have this wonderful light that, a lot of people are not going to be able to like match up and, and live up to. But um, yeah, I think that that's that process. I, it's in, I love that you just sort of compared that to, you know, our journey through theater school to like how that's sort of we're playing out these relationships now, too. Do you feel like you've gotten that back? You've gotten that much interest back? No, <laughs> no, not at all. Um, I feel like it's similar where because I have a very high expectation and desire for my life um, and for the things that like I give, not even just to relationships, but also to work and to family and to friends, right? Like I'm a very giving kind of person in that way. Um, it's difficult for people to kind of match that level or even kind of come close to it. Um, but then also my pattern and, you know, the way that I sort of grew up and learned how to love, it it then had me attracting people that were not emotionally available, weren't looking for the same things I, I was. So it was kind of like I was already going into a relationship sort of shortchanged in a way. Um, so yeah, it was inevitable that like, yeah, this person's not going to um, be able to give back to me in the way that like I'm overly sort of giving to them. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And speaking of sort of like attachment styles, do you know like what your attachment style is or maybe what it was um, when you were dating early on? Always been an anxious attachment style for sure. I think mine really? manifests differently. 
Yeah, because I am interested in you being secure and you being safe, but I'm not opening up like that. We don't, that's not necessary here until I am overly safe. Until I have gotten into you and you've let me into you, you are not getting into me, which also sometimes affects my relationships differently, right? Because I am one person until I feel safe and then I'm a totally different person. Then I'm ooey and gooey and like let you see all the cracks and, 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 and that can be jarring for people because I start off like, so together I can support you. I mean, I always can hold space for people, but I'm not requiring that from you until I feel like you can handle it. And then when I do, it's like, it's like a flood. Um, so yeah, I'm anxious, attached. Um, and I'm we're working on that. We're always working on that. Always working on those things. And as we work on those things, I love that you brought up that word of like feel like safe, right? Like feeling safe. What, what, um, how do you know that like a partner has successfully made you feel safe in a relationship? Like, what does that feel like for you? Trying to redefine that for myself. What it used to be was I'm so in this for you and you're so comfortable here and you feel so safe that I know you're not going to screw me. So now I can be safe. Mm. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's, I love that. That's great. I need to adopt more of that in my life for sure. Um, and that goes back to like the topic I was saying about my dad, like make sure people love you more than you love them. I don't subscribe to that anymore, but I can tell that that is a manifestation of that thought process from growing up. I want you to love me, but I need to, or I want to love you, but I need to know that you intently love me first. Mm. it's it's all protection right like it's all just for our own sort of well-being and safety right like at the end of the day it's not it's not trying to like be like we're better than anybody else it's just like I need to know you got me and then you know we got each other right Um, I can't just have your back all the time I feel that Um, what do you think your hardest sort of lesson in love has been this is hard for me because when I think about lessons from relationships, I think about things that I'm grateful for. Um, so my relationship that taught me the most, I walked away from that thinking, well, now I know it exists and I know that I can have it and I know that it can show up in the ways that I want it to. So that's great. Um, if I had to think of like a lesson, like a learning lesson, I would say that it's probably understanding that everyone can't give me what I need and that's okay. Um, And the fear that I might not find that out until it's too late. Yeah, that's a hard one. That is a hard one. Um, On the flip side of that, what do you think the best gift in love has been for you? The best gift I've received in love is confirmation of self. It's totally not healthy. Um, but I am constantly dealing with people that um, are able to affirm me in ways that I have trouble affirming myself. Um, constantly busy, constantly overworking myself. And so I purposely date people who are going to slow me down and purposely date people who can see what I'm doing and appreciate it and remind me um, of that. You think that's unhealthy though? I think if I'm relying on other people to do that for me, it can be. 
Yeah. yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, I, I I agree both. I'm 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 similar to where, um, I would really love a partnership with someone who can just like, like you said, see all the work and everything that like I'm doing, the energy that I'm putting into into my life, and just say, okay, babe, when you're with me, you don't have to like worry about anything, right? Like mm-hmm. you can just like relax, take your time, feel feel safe, feel secure. Um, and yeah, that validation of self, you know, as, as essential as it, I, I agree, I think a lot of these things are mechanisms and, and, and tools that we need to have in our, like our own bag, right. For ourselves. Yeah. But there's something about like a healing relationship or healing through a relationship that I think like offers those sort of things, right? Like when you are aligned with somebody who just sort of naturally gives you those those that validation that security just in how they love i feel like that is the kind of like healing relationship um that i would want ultimately that is is challenging me still to like have those things for myself but when i'm in this relationship i'm i know i'm not going to go backwards right like i know i'm not going to like feel drained or feel like i have to give more to this this is somebody who's just really um offering me another space to utilize the tools for loving myself. Um, That's the other thing. I can't continue to be pouring into people that are not pouring into me. If your cup is so empty that you can't help me as well, it's just not going to work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotta, gotta be able to re-energize and, you know, give yourself that love too. Mm-hmm. I feel you. Um, do you know what your love language is? Yeah, so I am physical touch and quality time. Every time I say quality time, I get a little bit of um, negative feedback because my idea of quality time is like, yes, I have my headphones on and yes, we're in the same room and like, I'll come over and kiss you and make you feel good. And then I'm going to be over here in the corner. And this is still quality time for me. Yeah, <laughs> I don't see anything wrong with that. That sounds great. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, I you know I I I used to I think I used to think one of my um, it probably still is but one of my love languages was quality time too, and it's it's similar like it's not about like going on some grand adventure and like doing something crazy together. It could literally just be like sitting and watching TV together quietly, like or like I'll I work from home so like doing my work and you know they're doing their thing. Um, and just like just sharing in each other's like space and energy and time together. I think that that's beautiful and healing in a lot of ways too. Yeah. Um, Can we talk yeah. about physical touch for a second though? Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. Have, I have learned, I've heard and I've learned that physical touch is the hardest love language to match for someone who is not interested in that love language, right? If your yours is words of affirmation, it doesn't really require so much of me to create those words of affirmation for you, right? If I don't like words of affirmation, I, I can kind of bring myself into that space. But if I don't like physical touch, it's just it requires a lot out of the other partner. And one of my relationships um, came up against that. I was with someone who was like, physical touch was just not their jam. And I'm like, well, now I will need an abundance of it because it's not something that you want to do regularly. Now I'm smothering you because when I do get it, I need so much of it. Wow. That's uh, it's such a huge point, you know, and it's it's funny because like I feel like everybody that I talk to, physical touch is always like an answer. But that's interesting that like, yeah, sometimes for some folks, that's not the case. And 
how do we, how do you remedy that when your love language is this and somebody else's is, is that? And like how we give love also is a reflection like of our ultimate, like our, of our love language, right? Like, mm-hmm. so I realized, um, I, I don't like to receive gifts. Um, I, I have like a very hard time with it because I kind of grew up in a, an environment where we just were told not to ask for things. And so, um, you know, if somebody gives me a gift, it's, it's hard for me to just accept it. But like I will give so many gifts to like friends and other people. I'm buying dinner and buying the meals or whatever. And I didn't realize like, oh, wait, maybe maybe I do kind of like receiving this because I give it a lot um, to other people. Um, or maybe I just like to give it and I don't like to receive that kind of way of loving. It's interesting, but yeah, I think, I think knowing and understanding what that language is for yourself, both like how you say it to yourself and how you give it to other people is important because you could, you could get in that situation where you're just like misaligned and then what do we do? You know, Mm -hmm. we're so far away from each other. That's great. Mm -hmm. Um, how do you feel? Um, oh, sorry. Um, how do you then, in, on, on the same note, how do you show love to yourself? Always evolving. Right now, it's looking like um, journaling and artist dates and meditation and talking to myself while I drive, right? Really? How do those conversations go? <laughs> um, It's very like child parent. I try to give myself the space to parent myself. Um, I don't know where I heard that from. And I was like, oh, yes. Um, Because journaling is hard for me. It really is. It's therapeutic, but like sit down and write. Nobody wants to do that, especially when they're feeling all the feelings. No, but can I talk out loud to myself and kind of get that process starting so that when I go sit down to journal, it's not painful? Yes, yes, I can. And I can hear myself saying things and kind of respond with a more careful um, tone and and careful language that somebody else would give to me when I'm articulating out loud. Because when it's in your head, you kind of don't notice how um, negative you're being to yourself. But once it passes your lips, you're like, whoa, hold on, you know? Oh, I know, for sure. That was part of the impetus for starting this podcast was like, cause I do that too. Like I'll talk to myself, like in my apartment, my poor dog now, she always thinks like I'm talking to her, but like, I'm just really like talking through a situation with myself. And, uh, it was something that I learned. I picked up in therapy. Uh, you know, my therapist was telling me like, have these conversations that you and I have, you can have with yourself to talk through a situation or maybe a big emotion is kind of coming up. Um, and yeah, see what sort of tone that you have with yourself. Is it that strict parent tone that you kind of grew up with and always knew, or can you shift it to some one of more like compassionate and understanding um, and reparent yourself, like you just said, um, yeah. which is great. So yeah, highly recommend. I used to do like voice memos yeah. um, if I knew, cause I knew like if I know something sounded really, really good, like I want to save this. I want to be able to like tell me this later. So I would like record voice memos of myself. I like that. <laughs> sort of early iterations of, of a podcast in action, I guess. <laughs> um, how would you say that you like to heal through love or just how, how do you heal in your life? Yeah, we were talking about that a little bit earlier and like hoping or needing people to pour back into me. I think it can be very healing. I will also say that I have a lot of partners or I have a lot of people in my life that I have 
been in love with over a period of time, right? Um, and we've been able to share space together, you know, in between other relationships or in between um, different points in our lives. And something is so healing about going back to someone that knows you, right? Because they've seen you in all these different spaces and being able to hold space for you intimately and as a friend um and and call you on things and 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 remind you of things and all within this space of like love and intimacy um and when those relationships build up for me it's so precious it's so precious I love that word too precious delicate you know just ah, love it um I want you to share a little bit about your TikTok journey and that because I, I, so I struggled with like getting onto TikTok and just like being on there. Um, but when I finally did, like, and I started following, you know, my friends that like I normally would follow and just seeing how you've used that platform for yourself, I think it's just so beautiful and like funny, but then also like edgy. And so I'd love for you to, if you want to share, you know, your handle or anything, um, love to hear about your journey with that. Yes, absolutely. So on TikTok, I started off doing digital marketing content like I do everywhere else. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to show up here doing digital marketing. Nobody was listening. It felt like I was talking in a void. And so then I started using my TikTok to do whatever I wanted. And I had this experience with this woman. Um, I'm, I'm a late coming out person, right? Late to finding and discovering myself. And I was having a moment. It was actually about love languages. And I was like, guys, I think there's, I've discovered more love languages dating women than I ever knew were even possible. What love language is this? And I'm literally talking to my camera, not thinking anybody's going to see it, just needing to articulate it to someone. And there was nobody in my life at the time that one knew that I was out and two, that I could have these conversations with. Uploaded it, didn't think another thing about it. Next thing I know, the video hit 2 million and like all of these people are like talking about their experiences and sharing with me and very quickly it turned into this community. Um, I kind of deemed, uh, donned the name Baby Gay, right? Because I would come and say, hey, Baby Gay here, I got questions, answer them for me. I'm so confused. Um, and that's a lot of people's experience. I am a late in light lesbian in their 30s and it's just a space that a lot of people are navigating too. And so I've talked about things from like love to sex to, you know, family and what it means to come out to family and what our expectate what our expectations even are. Um, and so we have a good time over there. My handle's Giselle's Artistry, just like I am everywhere else. And just a different vibe on TikTok for sure. If you look at my Instagram and other platforms, I'm very buttoned up, very professional. And TikTok is not that space. So if you join us over there, you know. Just be ready. Be ready. (laughs) Get your parental controls on. Um, No, I love that. Please go check out Giselle's um, TikTok and on all of the work that you do. It's just like I learned so much from you. It really did open up a lot of things that I wasn't even aware of. Right. So um, having a conversation, one of the biggest things that I took away from the space in TikTok is um, the conversation on the lesbian manifesto, which is like this brilliant piece of document that kind of unpacks um um, um, compet. So just like the, the feeling and need to 
circular, the feeling and need to make men the focus of everything. And what that has done to the way that we love and the way that we show up to other people. And I was actually able to um, talk to somebody from The Cut magazine and we did a whole article on it. And like, there's just so much to unpack there that I wasn't even aware of. And even outside of the fact that I date women, right? In general, these are things that if we unpack as a society, it'll make love feel a little bit more limitless, I think. Ah. Mm. Uh. That's the clip that clip that for everything because that was so beautiful. <laughs> um, yeah. And um, I, I don't know who I was. I was listening to a podcast recently. It was very similar of just like, yeah, the second we can broaden our horizons and broaden our understanding through just like hearing other people's experience in love, in relationships, in life. Um the, the easier that we can like really begin to just love each other as a society, right? Like we're just sitting here in, in our own sort of individual viewpoint of like what a relationship looks like, the ideal nuclear family or whatever. But like when we open ourselves up to just like, like sharing who we are, knowing who we are, accepting others, hearing others' viewpoints, um, we just become that much more of a, like a loving evolved kind of a, of society together. So I really, again, just commend you for like sharing your story um, so publicly and so just honestly, right? Like freely, you could, you could have polished this up if you wanted to, but you're just being yourself and that's great. Mm -hmm. um, can you, uh, you don't have to go too deep, but can you share a little bit about that um, coming out moment or just like that understanding of, yep, yeah, this is, this is who I am. It was really weird, right? Because on one end, I was being celebrated to no end. TikTok, you know, is all about community. And so people are just like, yes, go girl. This is amazing. We're so happy for you. Um, and because that video was so popular, I had a lot of personal conversations that I needed to have. I blocked a whole bunch of people so that I could tell them first so that they did not find out from TikTok, including my mom, including, you know, intimate family members. Um, and so the response personally was very negative. Um, I had family friends and people from my family say to me, uh, you know, I wish you didn't do that because you don't know what you're doing. That's not you, you know, trying to push ideas or, um, opinions on me. Um, at the same time, there's so much love coming from this other space. Um, and that was hard. That was really difficult. I do feel as though I don't know what that would have looked like if I would have came out without having that support. Mm. I think it would have been so much harder. Um, and I think specifically around things like coming out, people around you are more concerned with what that means about them than what it means about you. So instead of listening and hearing my journey and being curious, the response was, oh no, that can't be the case. Why? Because you said really bad things to me about this group of people and you don't want that to be true because that means something about you, right? Mm -hmm. Or whatever it is. But it was it was dual duality there and it was very hard to navigate and there were very high highs and low lows for sure. Yeah, I, I can only imagine that would be very difficult when like strangers on the Internet are more 
supportive or accepting than like people who, you know, are closest to us. Um, if someone is new to the journey as, as, or sort of late in life to the journey as you have been, um, what is like some advice or kind of insight you would offer? It's going to be weird. You're not going to know what you're doing. Just like you didn't know what you were doing when you were dating before, right? Um, the biggest thing I would say is that we're taught every day as women how to love men. It is ingrained in us so hard. And so as soon as you start stepping outside of the norm, there's so many things that you need to unlearn that are going to show you things about yourself that you don't like. And that's okay. That's not your fault. Um, and once you are able to get on the other side of that or start to see the other side of that, there's so much freedom. Now with freedom comes confusion, right? So like one of those things is like, at this point, I don't even know what I'm dating for no more. <laughs> Before I was dating to find this guy that wouldn't make me miserable if I had his child, right? Someone who's gonna like take some of the workload and not make me feel like it's all on me. In this space, there's so much customization that you get to do on your own. So you really have to sit with yourself and ask yourself, what do I want? Not what has society told me is the next step, but what do I want? And that's hard. That is especially hard when you're in a space where you don't know anything and you've, you're, you're brand new to everything. I think that's a great lesson though for, for anybody, you know, um, like what it, that question of like, what is it that I want in, in this relationship, in love and in my life? Right. Mm -hmm. And if the person that I'm that's sitting across from me, like doesn't align with that, like being able to really question it and not just say, like you said, sticking to this norm of, oh, I should, oh, I should do this. And I should go on the second date because he, you know, he deserves a second chance or they deserve a second chance or whatever. You know, I think like breaking free from that is, is a beautiful first step and advice for anybody out there. Just f fuck the rules, do what you need to do and do what, you know, feels right for you. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then on the other side of it, it's even harder because it's like, I don't know what I want. Right. <laughs> I don't know what I want and I don't know how I need people to show up for me until I have the experience. So now you're dating women, right? Or now you're, you're switching whatever it is that you're doing and you have no context for anything because all the lessons that you learned were like in this vacuum. And so now everything is different. Um, but instead of being afraid of that, right, we can be excited by that and, 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 and the biggest challenge is to not cut yourself off, right? Even for you, right? There's been so many times where we've tried, we've given it our all. And it's really easy to stay comfortable and stay closed off and not wanting to try anymore. Yep. Give up. That's the fatigue, I think, in uh, in dating and in relationships is when we just get this disappointment or maybe we're experiencing like our trauma again like and it's just from these relationships that you know we're ultimately us just not knowing who we are and we're trying to figure it out I said it early on in like one of the first episodes like for me trying to find like a secure relationship is like trying to find a needle in a haystack and I don't know what a needle looks like right mm -hmm. like I've never experienced this before I don't know what this is I don't know who I am in this or who I'm supposed to be or whatever so it's like I'm 
fumbling around in the dark for a little bit, but I love that you shared, like, you just have to just try and be courageous to the best of your ability and like put yourself out there because change only comes when we do the scary stuff, right? When we do the hard, th- when we do the hard things. Um, that's great. Um, Giselle, anything else, any other final words or anything you want to share? Take care of yourself through this journey of love because you can't give love to other people if you're not giving love to yourself. And as much as you want to show up for other people, you can't do that from a space of um, like an overwhelming need. It needs to be because you have an abundance of love and you can share that with other people. I think that's so important. And I think that's the thing that I have to remind myself every day. We're doing it though. You are doing it. So <laughs> this has been so great. Thank you so much for talking with me today, Giselle. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you everyone for joining me today on Healing Through Love. If you have any comments, questions about today's episode, please reach out on social media. We are at solidarity underscore media, or you can head to solidaritymediaproductions.com to submit your questions. Would love to keep the conversation going. As always, if you are loving this podcast, please consider giving a five-star review. It really helps extend the reach of the podcast to anybody and everybody. Um, If you are listening on Spotify, we have some fun like polls and questions at the bottom of each episode that you can submit. I might be reading them on the show. Um, And as always, uh, thank you for your continued support of Healing Through Love. I'll talk to you soon, everybody. Bye.